know what time it is. It's time for Grating the Nerd. With your hosts, Tim and Zach. Take it away, boys. <laughs> Welcome back to Grading the Nerd. This is the show where we check out movies, music, television, podcast. Well, I don't think we've actually reviewed a podcast, but I do check them out. Uh, <laughs> but we, we ingest a very a variety of media and then uh, talk about it. Zach puts the lime in the coconut and I mix them all up. <laughs> so let me do that again. Zach puts the lime in the coconut and I mix them both up. <laughs> Can't believe I said the line, line wrong. God damn it! Anyway. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right, man. How, how's this week been? It's been a week. It's there's there's not really been a ton going on. There's uh, you know. I keep putting off mowing the lawn. The lawn keeps growing. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mowed yesterday. In the heat of the fucking day, because I like, I, um, I have, I have another story that we'll get into as to why I was out early in the morning, but I went out early in the morning. I'm like, it's muggy as hell out here. I'm not mowing right now. I'll wait till the evening. And then I checked the weather and it just was scheduled to get hotter and hotter until it got dark. Huh. And I was like, well, that sucks. So I ended up mowing at like 1230, like right in the heat of the day. Wow. And, uh, yeah, came in and thought I was dying. I was like. You know, I'd probably sweated out a half a pint of fat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I can't do it. When it's when it's that hot out, like, I feel like I'm having a heat stroke or something. Oh, yeah, it sucks, yeah. man. It sucks. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I did that yesterday and then, uh, yeah, got my internet back yesterday. I think I told you off the air I lost internet connectivity Friday at, like, 1 p.m. Yeah. I was working That's from good. home too, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was sur- I was surprised because usually, uh, like, so I have MetroNet, right? Um, I I can't remember if you switched over to fiber at any point, but I did. I'm on AT and T now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so MetroNet is the one in our area, and I switched over. Um, mo- part of it was because they came door to door selling during COVID, and I just wanted human interaction. Part of it it was because, uh, fuck spectrum, allegedly. Um, (laughs) like, um, I, I shouldn't worry about spectrum coming after me. If they try, I'll just be like, Hey, there's a cable that needs buried in my yard and they, I won't hear from them for years. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but anyway, Metronet has been a gem. Like when I first got it, they first were putting in our area. It went out like twice within the first month and it was out for like 10 to 15 minutes and then it came back on. Right. So it went out Friday at like one. And so I'm like, that's weird. It hasn't gone out in, you know, almost a year. And, uh, and so I waited and I waited and at about two fifteen, two twenty, I was like, all right, I better call Metro now. It's still not back. Well, unfortunately waiting that late on a Friday, they were like, Oh, the first time we can get a technician out is tomorrow morning at 8 AM. And I'm like, perfect. So, um, so yeah, he came out yesterday uh, figured out what was wrong. Uh, my neighbor behind me 
where the pole the the pole is in their yard when he was mowing and weed eating just cut my line and apparently just was like oh well who gives a shit <laughs> so they had to rerun a brand new line all the way from the pole to my house yesterday so now oh, got a fresh line laying in my yard that I got to mow around until they can get out there out here in 5 to 7 business days to bury it wow and so yeah so um yeah, I was joking. So, and, and I was completely joking. So, if this happens, um, don't. <laughs> I am not the responsible party. But I was like, well, I guess I need to go out and cut that guy's line now. <laughs> <laughs> go out with a pair of scissors and just snip. All right. <laughs> that that happened to me when our our neighbors moved in next door. They they had um they ran a new line for Spectrum for them through their yard, and it had to come through our yard to get to the service pole which is at the very far corner of our yard. Okay. So they they took that machine out there that like digs a little path and buries the line for them. Yep. Which is like it's it's monst- like a monstrosity cuz it's just so damn huge. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't well, it doesn't look like it needs to be that big. <laughs> but right. it, but yeah, it is. Yeah. Um it's they like cut off wacky racers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They uh they cut right through our line when they when they were bearing it yeah and just chopped it right in half and it's not like they couldn't have noticed because when they did they yanked it out of the ground too so there there was like a good six feet of cable that was like just laying in the yard that was just shredded ribbons oh lord and I was like what the hell is this like all yeah. of a sudden our internet went out and then they're like. Well, that's weird. You're not even getting a signal, and then the the, the people come and check it out, and they're like, "Well, here's your problem." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what so the I guy told said him, yesterday. Like, yeah, oh. I told them what happened, and then they were like, "They were like, well, I feel like Spectrum should fix that." <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I do too, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> right, right. AT and T said that. Yeah. Yeah, you. It's like, well, Spectrum's not going to run fiber because they're still using fucking two cans and a string or whatever their technology is, <laughs> and so like they're not going to run new fiber for me. Like you guys have to, you know. Yeah. 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 That was the one thing. I was at least glad that the guy yesterday, when he found it, was just like, "Hey, I'll just pull a whole new line." Like you know, I mean, obviously you can't you can't splice fiber. But he uh-huh. was like, he wasn't like, well, you have to talk to your neighbor and figure it. You know, he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's that's one thing I love about Metronet. When there ever there's been a problem in the past, they're like, hey, because I've only called them one other time when it went out. It had been like 20 minutes and I called and the guy was like, yeah, there's a known outage in your area working on it right now. And within like five minutes of that, it was like back up, you know. And so um, they, they're always fast, like, you know, which is cool. Not that's like. Good. The last time I called Spectrum when I still had them, they were like, um, they they were like, well, there's not an outage in your area. And I was like, okay, well, my internet's out. And they were like, okay, well, let me look. And he goes, yeah, he goes out of, and it was hilarious. It was a hilarious percentage. It was something like out of, out of like 212 customers in your area, only 43 are out. So that's not a high enough percentage to be considered an outage. And I was like, are you shitting me? That's almost a quarter. And he was like, well, let me put in, let me put in that you need yours fixed. And he's like, there's a bunch of other ones already in there. And then he goes, um, oh yeah, while well, I was putting yours in, they they tipped it over and made it an incident now. I'm like, are you shitting me for with this bullshit? Like, 
like, oh yeah, 25% of our customer base isn't getting service. Oh, that's not an outage. And now they're wondering why they're like, why is everybody switching to fiber? It's like, well, yeah, because it's better, first of all, and you're all a bunch of dickweeds. So it just makes life easier for all of us. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel really bad for the people who have to, who are like the, you know, the boots on the ground for them, because I'm sure they catch hell constantly for their company being garbage, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's been, we've had a a door to door guy coming around, uh, and I didn't see him. One of my neighbors did though. Like it was a couple months ago and he was like. Hey, just, he was with Spectrum and he was selling door to door. They were like, oh, he, they were like, oh, we're not interested. And he goes, did you get on Metronet? And they go, yeah. He goes, yeah, I haven't sold anything in this neighborhood. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> like they know, they know that their service is garbage, you know? So uh-huh. anyway. that's funny. Yeah. But, oh man. So anything else fun going on with you besides your, your Viet Cong lawn? <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, it's not that bad. The front yard's okay. The backyard. I'm, I'm sort of of the opinion that if I if I keep the front yard looking good, then no one's really looking at the back. So. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say something I read the other day was that um, various bugs, including types of wasps and mosquitoes, will often lay eggs in long grass. Oh, yeah. don't tell I, me that. Dino, uh, well, we both dealt with a, a problem recently. That's what when I found it. And so, yeah. just so you know. But, um, yeah. So, be careful when you go out there. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to end up like Macaulay Culkin. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Which is your joke about my girl, yeah. not the fact yeah. that he became a druggie for a while and now looks well. like he died 10 years ago. But <laughs> Poor Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I know. Poor kid. Poor guy. Now, now he hopes for the wet bandits just to have somebody to talk to. Jesus. He's <laughs> like, the neighborhood children run and scream when they see me. <laughs> no, no, good on him, man. I think he's gotten clean and he's actually, he, he does a podcast now. Does he? Um, yeah, yeah. So he's getting back into like doing stuff that brings him joy and, and, and getting away from the addictions, which is great. I don't know that he was ever addicted, but I'm pretty sure he was. So alleged on all that. Um, I haven't read that much into it because I was like, the Home Alone kid? I don't care what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Anyway, so so anything else going on, man? Anything else fun and exciting in the world of uh, Zach? No, I was was debating on whether or not I was going to tell this story or not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, uh... I climbed in bed last night with my wife, and, okay. and I, we're getting ready to fall asleep, <laughs> and, and I farted. And she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. And she goes, ugh, it sounded terrible. Actually, no, I'm going to do the voice I do when I'm imitating her to her face. Okay. <laughs> she goes, ugh, it sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, it didn't. It sounded fine. And she starts, she starts gagging and making noises. And she's like, oh, oh, gross. 
smells what did, she, what did she say she goes oh it smells poopy i was like poopy. poopy i was like all farts smell poopy they're, they're farts yeah. yeah that's why it's a, like a wind tunnel pa- past feces and she's like she's like well it's extra poopy it's extra poopy I love it, man. <laughs> I'm just like dying. I'm like laying in bed laughing my ass off. And it went on for like another 20 minutes. I couldn't stop laughing. Dude, that oh. was funny as hell. It was just so goofy. And, and like part of what was making me laugh was like when I was imitating her to her face, I kept doing that stupid like hillbilly voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would laugh because I was thinking about that. <laughs> it smells poopy. It smells poopy. <laughs> <laughs> Love she it. doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I met her. Yeah, she doesn't. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, Quali- yeah. Quality bed fart story yeah you're welcome yeah, well done. <laughs> so the, that's been our new segment bed, bed farts <laughs> yeah <laughs> bed farts <laughs> bed farts <laughs> bffs bed farts forever <laughs> oh man that's hilarious nice oh yeah i yeah i don't really i don't think much else has gone on here man i um I was trying to think like we, we, with the internet, it sucks with the internet out, by the way, like anybody who's in a civilized country that has internet access, or even if you're in an uncivilized country, but you have internet access, um, just turn it off for like four hours and you realize that you have nothing to say to your family. <laughs> right. Like, like fortunately it happened on a Friday afternoon because my, uh, my kid is in marching band. And so the, um, you know, the first football game was uh, Friday. So he left to go and my wife was chaperoning the, the bus because it was an away game. And, uh, so it was just my daughter and I sitting here and I was kind of, I was doing some work. Fortunately, I had some stuff I could do on with not being connected. And so I was like working, but we were sitting there and we were just talking a little bit. And then after a little bit, I'm like, I look over and she just gone to sleep to sleep on the uh, chase in our living room because we were like, there's nothing going on. You know? I was just like, Oh my gosh, man. Like we got to get internet back. I have to communicate with my family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was one thing I, I, I uh, could have mentioned instead of the fart story, my internet also (laughs) went out for like several days. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was like on and then it was back off again and then it was back on and then it went off and then it stayed off for like a good 24 hours. Oh, my God. And they sent somebody out, and then they, they thought that they fixed it, but they didn't, because two days later, it went out again. And you have AT&T Fiber? Yeah. How is that At least I think it's fiber. I could have swore it was fiber. Uh, I, what what happened, I think, was that there, um, I guess, where the signal comes from is, like, a block and a half away. Okay. And so, you know... As the crow flies, it's like two minutes away if you're if you're just going straight through to where it's at. But it doesn't work that way because there's a forest there and there's uh, houses. The, the neighborhood actually like loops around in a different direction. So it, it becomes like what, what could have been a couple of hundred feet to like 3000 feet of cable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, 
and so they have two different like sets of signals that they that they broadcast through that one of them is for like short short loops and the other one's for like longer loops like what i'm on and i was on the shorter band oh okay and so i wasn't getting like the full signal that i could have been getting from it gotcha and actually when they switched it over my upload and download speed kicked up like another 20 percent nice that's awesome yeah yeah that's awesome yeah that is one thing. I don't know if AT&T does this. I, one of the things I love about um, MetroNet, and it, part of it is because it's fiber and you can't really splice it, but um, they when they put a hub on like a pole, everybody mm-hmm. gets their own individual run to their house. Like it's not like daisy chained, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, so that, that, you know, it's like I don't have to, I don't have to deal with whatever devious shit is going on in my neighborhood that's eating up all the bandwidth (laughs) 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 that guy is definitely auto erotic over there he's going (laughs) to use a ton of my internet speed (laughs) Um, (laughs) between watching videos and searching out new belts (laughs) gonna take up everything but no so i uh yeah i've i've dug it a lot man um, haven't switching over to, to Metronet. So it was funny when the guy was out yesterday, he was like, um, so how long have you had it? And I was like, I was like right around a year. I go, I know I've had it over six months cause I've gone through the first price hike already. <laughs> he started laughing and he's like, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's how all those places do it. You know, like it's only this much for six months. What was that? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I was like, yeah, my, I've had the first price hike, haven't had the second one. So I know I haven't had it two years yet. Um, so, uh, yeah, but anyway, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's, it's good stuff. The internet's good stuff. Good stuff. Good, clean fun for the kids. <laughs> Being able to interwebs. Um, yeah, other than that, man, I think I'm going to actually, uh, my son and I are going with a friend of mine and his son to go see Free Guy today. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. The new Ryan Reynolds joint. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I think that's going to be pretty good. I'm hoping. Um, and then we've got only, what, like a week and a half now or so till Shang-Chi gets dropped in the theater. Yeah, unfortunately, I won't be seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I know we've talked about it. That kind of sucks, but I'm uh, yeah. I'm pumped about it. I'll be out there, be out there with my my big bubble boy costume on. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> I have old man immunities; they're non-existent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pumped about that, but. Yeah, that's about it, man. Yeah. Not, not much else is going on. Nothing new, really new and exciting. Um, I did see that there's a new Masters of the Universe show coming to Netflix. What? Like a like a second new Masters of the Universe show coming to Netflix. Really? Yeah, it comes out in like I think it comes out at the end of this week, actually. Huh. Um, it seems to be more child focused. Okay. Um, a little less adult than Revelation, but um. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, wait, they. I, I was thinking they had canceled the Revelation one, and, and we already had another one coming. I was like, well, no, that comes out like in a week. Like, what? It, what? 
And so it's like, no, they just always plan to release two new Masters of the Universe shows. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, hey, hopefully all the neckbeards who think that the other one was too woke will enjoy this one. Yeah. It'll like, be dumbed down for them. They'll have yeah. fun with that. They'll be like, hey, man, and his sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Get the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know that there was any other major news that I saw. Um, let's take a, let's take a quick gander here real quick. Well, while you're doing that, we yeah. have a little bit of news from our end. Yeah, sure, sure. Hook me up. Um, we had, uh, I had a little bit of feedback come back from the feedback episode that we did in the state of the show. Uh, so, uh, there was some, uh, talk of maybe using a timer when we're, t- <laughs> when we're doing our short and long <laughs> show, which we sort of already do because we, we record it in audacity and then I finish, I finish all of the main editing and, and audition. Um, but we're, we're kind of looking at a timer. Like I know, like right now, this one's, we're running into 20 minutes. You're right. So, um, so we already kind of have that going on. It's just hard to, um, figure out a good way to like not include all the stuff that we want to talk about. So right. Right. It just turns into a longer episode sometimes or a shorter one. I think some of what you and I have even talked about is that's why, that's why like some of our music episodes are further, you know, fewer and farther between because those tend to be really long because we're Mm -hmm. typically reviewing like an entire CD or something. Right. Um, You know, so, so we've tried to, so if 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 it feels like our move uh, number of movies is sort of lopsided, that's because those tend to be the ones that we can kind of get done in a concise manner, more so than yeah. like TV shows or you know albums, things like that. Yeah, and with all the streaming services that are available, it just there's there's so many things that we could just easily pick from, right? To go to. So one of the other things that came up was um, people wanted to see promotional posts ahead of time. So that they have some idea of what, like, the next week's episode is going to be about. Right, right. Um, it, the, the, uh, that came from Twitter, actually. That, um, that user said that it would probably make it a little bit more engaging for the people listening if they have some idea of what, what the subject matter is prior to listening to the show. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Uh, and, yeah. and I can't disagree. It's not the first time that it's come up. So I did put together something for the episode that we're about to record. Um, that that uh that I'll be trying to put out on a more regular basis. Cool, awesome. Yeah, and then I think the last thing was that Zach doesn't talk enough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a fair criticism. I I yep. have a I have a bad habit of uh, feeling like it's rude to interrupt people. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and we we talked off air, and I was like, please do because. I'm also a bit of a narcissist who's in love with the sound of my own voice. So I will just talk ad nauseum about pretty much anything. So, yeah. And I'm willing to listen to it, but that's like for, <laughs> for, the, for the other listeners, they want to hear a little bit more of me too, I guess. Right. I don't yeah. know why, but <laughs> of course. Man. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to, to engage a little bit more in in, in different ways and, Hopefully, hopefully make it a little bit more balanced. Cool. Right on. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. We'll, we'll I see how that a, goes with this episode. <laughs> right, right. I think it's a fair criticism because I, I even mentioned to you, like, occasionally I'll we'll get done recording and I'm just like, man, I felt like I talked a lot in that episode, you know? So. Yeah, um, but it doesn't feel like that to me when I'm recording it. So it's, you know, it's just part of having a conversation with Tim. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you eventually look up from the article you're reading, you're like, oh, is he done yet? <laughs> I made it through a whole news week while you were talking. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. Um, cool. And I'll try to shut up more uh, <laughs> if I'm if I'm just talking and don't really have anything constructive to say. All right. Any anything else? No, I think that does it. All right. Um, yeah, so there, there's not a ton of news this week. Um, you know, we talk, uh, the Eternals uh, released a new trailer, their final trailer. We talked about that in the What If episode. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, uh, jump over and take a listen to that episode. Um, you know, we uh, there's been just some other rumor stuff mostly uh, this week, you know, um, Josh Brolin talking about possibly returning as Cable and the next Deadpool. Um, you know, the apparently there's a Black Canary show and or movie in the works at HBO Max with uh, hmm. um, Journey Smollett, who uh, played Black Canary in the Birds of Prey movie. It was also in Lovecraft Country. Um, so that that's apparently going um we got so we did the uh the suicide squad the new one the james gunn one um recently he in an interview this week said that um during harley quinn's kind of explosive prison escape where she's flipping around and everything Uh he uh that he mentioned that that was inspired heavily by the video game uh lollipop chainsaw which he helped write i didn't realize he helped write that game Huh. Um, if you remember that game, it's like a zombie type game with a with a cheerleader and a very short skirt. She's got a chainsaw and she's kind of fl- uh, flipping all over the place and beheading zombies and stuff. Well, no, I don't yeah. know this at all. Yeah, it, it came out. It's funny because I actually, when I was looking at that article, the game gained such a cult following kind of that it's now really expensive to try to buy it. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, really? It's for like the PS3, I believe, and the Xbox 360 that's when it was released and it's, it's really expensive to try to find a copy of it now. Huh? Um, yeah. So, um, I thought that was funny. Other than that, there hasn't been a ton of stuff. Um, more, more, uh, Scarlett Johansson versus Disney news. Disney has insisted that they move this lawsuit to arbitration. Um, Scarlett Johansson camp doesn't like that and called Disney misogynistic. Um, uh, we talk a little bit more about that in the what if episode also, so I won't rehash it, but, uh, I thought that was kind of a, uh, it it didn't land right to, to all the comments I've seen, unless they've behind the scenes, you know, been misogynistic to her, but I, I didn't see that in the comments that had come forward. So, um, yeah, but I think that's about it, man. As far as the news, it's been sort of a slower news week. Yeah, cool. Newsy news. Newsy news. All right. Well, hey, do you want to get into what we're talking about this week? Yep. Let's dig in. All right, man. Let me. uh, All right. It's going to take me a second to try to center myself on this. I told you that when I was the mood (laughs) writing. Yeah. When I was writing the intro, I got a little carried away. So 
All right, here, me, here we go. Let's see if I can do this on the first try. Will you memorize me a vague war? Just breeze on by. Rain keeps falling and poor people drown, 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 drown. Hey, 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 hey! Ooh, Don't you try and pretend two hour cocktees paid off in the end. It was like the worst parts of Inception, Wolverine and a dream. Don't you forget about May. I'll be alone. Wrinkling in the tub, baby. This film will take you apart like Zach's favorite joke, a McCarthy fart, baby. <laughs> don't you forget about May. Don't, 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 don't you forget about May. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about reminiscence. Uh, Inception Light. And oddly enough, with my intro, uh, kind of lined up perfectly because it's almost like Inception for those with simple minds. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about Reminiscence, Zach? <laughs> uh, um, I thought it was kind of dark and sad. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched it with my wife and daughter, and we were we were shooting off one-liners through most of it. Oh yeah. Um, which made me think that I could maybe write the sequel because it's just a film full of one-line like fortune cookies, like fortune cookie papers. You know, it's just uh -huh. like like shit. Like, I mean, just just the the dialogue chews the scenery in this more so than any actor. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So give me your hot take on, on reminiscence. Uh, hot take. It's um, so not to get too um, like personal or anything, but like I have a hard time with like not living in the past. Okay. So like I spend a lot of time thinking about things that I did do or could have done differently and, and stuff like that. And it's, it's somewhat of an obsession of mine. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Probably why I'm so hooked on the idea of time travel. Okay. Right on. But, uh, but like they just, they, it, I mean, that's what this movie is essentially about is, is being obsessed with things that happened in the past and can't, they can't control anymore and just sort of reliving that. And it's the saddest thing. It's like the, sa <laughs> the saddest, like most depressing people come and live out their, their sad lives again and again and again because their current lives blow balls, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Pretty early on. And actually when we watched the trailer, my daughter was the one that pointed out, she goes, Oh, so it's like inception, but only the dumb subplot. And I was like, yes. <laughs> see, I didn't see inception. So, Oh, you didn't see inception. No, I didn't have the out. I didn't. <laughs> Part part of it is like that everyone just kept talking about fucking Inception, and I was right. like, I just don't want to see it now. Like, <laughs> yeah. So so to give you, I'll just give you the ten thousand foot view of Inception. Inception is about a team of people that um, are dream specialists, uh -huh. and 
part of what they do, what they specialize in is implanting ideas in people's heads, but they realize that if you try to implant, if you try to tell them that and implant it, implant the idea, it won't take that. You have to lead the person in a dream to come to the conclusion on their own. And then when they come to the conclusion on their own, then they, they then have the idea and, um, and it'll stick with them when they come back to the conscious world, you know? Um, but it, it's, so it's got all this like weird, like dream heist movie type thing, but there's a whole subplot about Leonardo DiCaprio's character and he can't get over his wife and she's gone and, you know, does, uh, he he kind of in his dreams he sees her and can he find a way back to her but not in the real world and and, and yeah basically that whole subplot is what this movie is um huh yeah so yeah so you know if you take this it's a footnote in a christopher nolan film <laughs> so, so so cool well, um, now what purpose does <laughs> implanting ideas in people's heads serve so it can be anything from like, you know, on the very superficial level of like, I can't stop gambling. I keep going down to the track and betting on the ponies. And it's uh-huh. like, okay, well, well, we'll insert ourselves into your dream. We, we have a machine. You'll go to sleep. We'll be there. And we'll guide you to come to the conclusion that that's not healthy. All the way to like corporate espionage and things like that. Like if you can get this guy asleep and then, you know, if you can, if we can essentially abduct this guy insert will give him an idea to lead his company in this direction so that it gives our company a stronger position or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and then, and And that's not something that they could just like have a fucking conversation with them about in real life. It it has to be implant. It has to be an idea that they come to on their own terms. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's annoying. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Like reminiscence. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then, but in Inception, it's like you can go like within a dream. You can also get like within a dream. You can set up the same equipment and make the person go to sleep within a dream, and then everything everything's multiplied. So a dream moves at like one tenth of the speed, or maybe it's ten times faster than the real world. Or something like that. But then, if they if you put them under in a dream, the dream that you then enter in the in the sub sub is ten times faster. So it's moving a hundred times faster than the real world. Or you know what I mean? Like it's it's a whole other. It's a Christopher Nolan thing. Like like see how smart I am? I'm like we get it, man. You're a you're crazy. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So that's where the inception thing is, is a dream within a dream. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got you now. So, yep. Yeah. So, um, your dog heard you like dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dog, we heard you like dreams. So we're going to put a dream inside your dream so you can dream while you dream. <laughs> um, You're welcome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Exhibit X to the Z. Um, what's he doing now? Who knows? <laughs> no man, like he's living in one of those old cars that they fixed up that the person abandoned because they don't want a panini maker in their console. <laughs> he's just living in it, making sandwiches out of rats and shit. <laughs> Allegedly, exhibit. I'm sure you're doing great, buddy. Um, 
Yeah, so this felt very much like this side plot uh, of of Inception <laughs> to me. Well, um, I think maybe I would have got that had I seen the movie, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Got, so instead, I got Wolverine and Rose the Hat. Right. Yeah, man. I so when she came in, I was like, it's funny because I think this says a lot about me because she came in and I was like, I realized it was Rebecca Ferguson, same lady that played Rose the Hat in a doctor sleep and i was like uh like she's very beautiful in this but i was like she's not as attractive and then when i found out she was an addict i was like maybe she is attractive what? <laughs> like oh god i'm just attracted to dirty people so <laughs> 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 shit <laughs> um <laughs> anyway uh yeah. I just like I just like trash. I just like trash. <laughs> My wife's like, "Shut up! You're ruining the movie." <laughs> <laughs> Now, my my <laughs> wife also doesn't sound like that, um, but it she, smells poopy. This <laughs> movie smells poopy. Yes, it does. Zach's wife, you're right. <laughs> uh, no, but my wife's uh, heritage, much like mine, comes from the Appalachian folk. So, um, so the the hillbilly talk can it it, it has a home here. You know, I'm, I'm amazed my children know how shoes work. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So, so what? I, I I'm trying to think of how to put this. What did you think of the 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 setting, the background, the the stage of this movie? Because there, it's all over the place, man. So you're talking about where it's set, like in the future. Yeah, so it's like the future, but there's a vague war that they keep talking about. Yeah, I don't they, know what the war is but about. But it never pays off ever, or, other than right. to say, like, this is why they can fight. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, like yeah, That might be it. That may, it might have just been a plot device just to, to prove that, you know, these two people know how to fight. Jesus. Like, I don't need that, man. Like, I like equilibrium, for Christ's sake. Like, I don't need a whole a whole far-fetched background as to why people can fight. <laughs> Just give them a gun and let them punch and kick gun foo, baby. I'm in. Um, this movie was a little busy in that manner though, where it had a lot of like, you know, it had romance, it had drugs, it had gunfights. Right. It had, you know, right. there was, a, there was a little bit of everything in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they talk about the war um, the world is also flooding from global warming. I assume. I assume that's that's all. That's all you can really. But I don't, it, it takes I, place in Miami, doesn't it? it yeah, it's, it's in Miami. So Benito's yeah. Ami Ami. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I made me wonder. Like, did Will Smith turn this down also? Um, <laughs> like he did the Matrix. It's like I'm making Wild Wild West too. <laughs> Wilding out. Um, <laughs> But, uh, uh, but yeah, so like the, the world is flooding, so they've built levees, but they've built them just tall enough so that the street has always fucking got two inches of water on it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I'm like, build the levee higher, like call the coast guard and have them put some sandbags down or something. Right. Like, why is, why is the rest of the city wet? Like. And it shows the camera. They man, they love those big wide pan shots to show the camera 
going over the like the dam that they've built and it's like the water is like just as the waves go it it pours over the top more and more and i'm like build a bigger wall like i don't that annoyed me like (laughs) also everybody's nocturnal for some reason yeah i didn't get the nocturnal thing i don't i don't understand why why like day-to-day business and everything switched from day to night right it was ridiculous yeah, I, again, maybe global warming. Maybe it's gotten hotter. I don't. But but I mean, when was that go, it? Well, I don't think so though, because when people go out in the daylight, they're not like, oh my god, it's blistering. Like they're like, this is peaceful. Sometimes I just like to sit out here and stare at the sun. And I'm mm-hmm. like, then why doesn't the rest of the world continue to function normally? Um, huh. they, I didn't think they, about that. It could have been because of that. Maybe they make a point of saying in multiple times in the heat of the day that became a running joke from my family and I, as we watched, it was just like, they would be like, uh, you know, like I, they, I, I'm going up onto the roof and I'm like in the heat of the day, <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute, it was just like, it was like somebody, it was like they pulled a, a third grade class on what would make a good story. And then they were like, take one line from each of them and just make it into one movie. You know, like, what if uh-huh. everybody lived at night? Cool. What if the oceans were flooding? Cool. You know, like, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. That whole nocturnal thing is not for everybody. Cause like, I did it for eight years when I was working retail. Yeah. Um, and by the end of it, I was starting to get physically ill from being up all night. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause you, you try to live a normal life. And you can't do it when you're, you know, sleeping during the day and working all night long and, you know, flip-flopping your sleep schedule like that. It starts to make you sick after a while. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, plus it's like you're trying to do anything, you know, like you can't go see a movie at 4 a.m. No. You know, like you have to venture out into the heat of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. So there's that. There's a dream machine, which... My my daughter, I was cracking up. My daughter was cracking me up during this movie. The first time when he's like, you're going on a journey. She was like, do they have to listen to that every time they use the machine? And sure enough, they absolutely do. Yeah. Um, I could not get past the, because it, it basically the line was like, you're going on a journey to a place that you've been before. Uh-huh. And... Every time, every time in the movie, he would say that and they'd get to that line. I'd go, uh, because what was the, what was the next one? He said something that, let me see if I can find it here really quick. Cause it was ridiculous. Yeah, here we go. Oh yeah. That's how it was. So this setup, he go, you're going on a journey, a journey through memory, your destination. And every time I went the twilight zone, (laughs) (laughs) because it sounded like Rod Serling leading into an episode of the twilight zone. It does. Yeah. And then at one point he uses the tank and my daughter goes, does he just lay there and t- say that to himself? <laughs> and then sure enough, he's got a goddamn recorder so that he can listen to himself say it. I wonder what the purpose of it is. <laughs> Nothing. They make it seem they but they they make it seem like he needs it or they, they need it to, to happen in order to engage the process or something. Yeah. I again 
probably probably a kid named Grady who sat in the third row of the class, just read a book on hypnotism, and was like, "What if their guy could hypnotize people?" They're like, "Great, throw it in the fucking movie." <laughs> you know, like yeah, dude. a kid named Grady. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, no, no third graders reading about hypnotism except a Grady. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Dude, it was just, it was such a mess. Like, um, yeah, you find out he served in this, this war that we don't know anything else about, except that people served in it. Um, Tandy Newton, his lab partner or whatever, served in it. Like, she helped run their dream lab, the dreamatorium, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I did, I did say to my wife and daughter at one point, like when he's chasing these, these ghost these memory ghosts of rebecca ferguson i'm like you work with tandy newton like she's a beautiful lady like just hook up with her and forget the crackhead Uh, which led to another weird point paca or whatever it is there's a new drug that she's on that was invented i don't know when the waters rose and it's like Uh boba basically you eat boba and it makes you high (laughs) and Again, man, it was just so much. Just so much random shit thrown at the wall. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah. So, I I just, yeah. I had a really hard time making it through. Like, every time, we kept pausing it, because we are watching it on HBO Max, right? So, we kept pausing it to, like, grab drinks or something. And every time we paused it, there was an audible sigh in the room, because we realized how much longer we still had to watch this. <laughs> like, we were all like, oh. There's an hour and a half left, and then it was like, oh, there's 55 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't, I, I, don't I didn't know, experience man. that same that same um, discomfort with watching it. Right, right. It, it sounded didn't. like you actually kind of dug it. I did kind of enjoy it for for the most part. Yeah. Um, except for the fact that it was so sad. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, let's get the into that. I didn't like, I didn't like the ending. Okay, yeah. Let's get into the sadness a little bit. Why Why is it so sad? Tell us about that. So, you know, first of all, we're one of the first people that we're introduced to for the, the that comes to this, um, you know, this memory lab or, or whatever you want to call it um, to experience his reminiscence um, is, a, is a former veteran uh you know a guy who served in this war that we know nothing about right who lost both of his legs and, and the memory that he chooses to go back to is a memory of a time when he could still walk and was playing with his dog right right yeah which is just fucking sad as hell oh, right yeah yeah and he we we find out that to get in the bathtub you have to strip down yeah, because you have to get in a bathtub too. The dream machine is a bathtub. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the, you're in a tub. You have this apparatus attached to your head, and then they have to like use a drug that helps lull you into a suggestive state, and uh, you know it's it's weird. And then like the whole thing with like you know uh, you're going on a journey thing. I I just thought of that as being more showman. Like, you know, this is his business and this is how he chooses to do it. Uh, he is the greatest showman. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, there's another character that we're introduced to. Was it was her name Elsa Carmine or Carmen or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, and she just keeps reliving an affair that she was having with somebody, and she looks absolutely abysmal every time they show her. She looks like she's just on the verge of tears. Yeah, yeah. Um, Angela Serafian, Seraph- Serafian. I don't know how you say her last name, but yeah. I've seen her in other stuff, too. I've seen her in other stuff, too. She was also in Westworld. Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, again, like, uh, so was Tandy Newton. Yeah. Like, that's just another another show full of beautiful people. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, you want to feel worse about what you look like? Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was a show that, that depressed the bejesus out of me. <laughs> I still haven't watched season three yet. I... I haven't either. I I've yeah. stopped watching it after season two, um, it, just because it was. I mean, it was just it was just too damn sad. It was just yeah. Yeah. it was just it was like you know they kept going back to this idea that basically these machines were being abused and yes. they were they were aware of it, right? But yeah. could do could do nothing about it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, that's a, yeah that's a show that. If you want to look at the monstrosity of humanity, that's a good show to watch because yeah. it's like, hey, we created these machines and we've, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess to try to give some defense to it, although it's indefensible what these people are doing, but to give some defense to it, most of the guests at Westworld don't realize that the machines are even like sentient, right? Right. Like, they think they're just robots. I'm sure nobody is, is foreplaying with their fleshlight. You know, um, uh-huh. it's this serves a purpose and now it's done. But then you realize that these things are sentient. They were given a um, modicum of artificial intelligence so that they would be more human like. And that gave them like some sort of an awakening where they're now like like they they are fully aware of everything going on. And so they're uh-huh. not just robots. They are they are experiencing when these people. But but you see the 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 depravity of humanity because given an opportunity with no repercussions people immediately start turning to like murder and and rape and and abuse and it's like fuck man right. <laughs> you know like god damn it's 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 like these people who feel powerless in their day-to-day life um in a lot of cases a lot of them are just wealthy assholes who are like hey i take advantage of people all day now i'm going to do it in the old west you know I am. um yeah, it's uh it's a fucked up show. I didn't enjoy season two as much as I did season one either, which is why I haven't haven't really rushed out to go see watch season three. Right. Um was season three the last one? It's the most recent. I don't know if they canceled it or not. Oh. Um, but it is the most recent. One of the one of the most intriguing things in this this movie to me was I realized during the credits that Tandy Newton has a W in her first name. Yeah. That's odd to me. Because there's no W sound at all. No. I don't know. I saw that. I was like, Tandy with a W there, huh? Okay. Um, She's a great actor, though. She's mm-hmm. great in Westworld. Holy hell. Yeah, I like I like her in Westworld. She's really good in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so... So we've digressed quite a bit. Um, so the next person we see come in is they're closed. They're done with their appointments for the day. We find out that Nick, Hugh Jackman's character, doesn't really use the memory the the memory bathtub like at all, really. Right. right. 
And, well, he uh, keeps saying that you can become addicted to it. Right, right. You start yeah. you start living in the past and refuse to move forward with your life. Right. Um, and that's what we sort of see with the um, the lady who has had the affair, Elsa. Yeah, because she she continues to come in and and just continues to live this affair with. They, they make reference multiple times to how old and pasty the man's ass is that she's having an affair with. <laughs> right. Um, so then they're about to shut down and we get May, you know, the, uh, the main female character in the movie, Rebecca Ferguson, Rose the Hat, whatever you want to call her, but her name mm-hmm. is May in this movie. And she comes in and she's lost her keys. Right. And they help her find her keys. And I... And this was the first time that in the memory, I do at least appreciate that they explain this a little bit. Cause I was like, they see her looking for her keys and I'm like, what is that camera angle? We're looking at her. Yep. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But and that was like, like how a lot of the memories went. Right. Yeah. A lot of the memories were like from a weird voyeuristic from, point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they explained later on, like, um, you know, Nick, Hugh Jackman's character explains to her when they're talking, he's like, Imagine like your first kiss, you know, he's like, but really picture it. Don't just imagine it be done. And, and I've started thinking about this. I'm like, that's really true. He's like, are you seeing the entire memory through, through your eyes? Or do you see it as kind of a third person where you're seeing yourself also? And I was like, yeah, that's really true, man. Like our minds sort of turn our memories into these weird short films. Mm -hmm. Um, I only do that with some things. Yeah. Yeah. It's only some, some things like I, yeah. I definitely, so one of my earliest memories, and this is pretty uh, macabre, but one of my earliest memories was my step-grandmother's funeral. Wow. And I was like, I was young. I was like five maybe or something. And I just, like, I I vividly remember the carpet in the funeral home. And anytime I picture that memory, I I see it through five-year-old me's eyes. Like, I never see myself. Yeah. And... Um, but the vast majority of my memories do not play out that way. I see them as if I was a camera crew watching me do something. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I thought that was at least interesting because I, I thought that at first I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we seeing her? You know? Um, but I thought that was cool that they at least addressed it. Yeah. So what about you? You said that you only do it with select things. Do you do most of your memories play out in first person or third person? Yeah. Most of them. And first? Mm-hmm. Huh. Just from my perspective. And then, uh, you know, all of the feelings that happened with it usually come flooding back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I I almost wonder, though, and this might be, I, I know I'm getting into it way too deep here, but I almost wonder if when you think about a lot of your memories and you see them in third person, is it because it's a memory of either right then or in times near then you have photos of you and those people. You that might have something to do with it. Yeah. And so then finding your keys doesn't make sense that you would see that in third person, you know? Right. Because, but, but I thought about that. Cause I was like, I was like, maybe that's why, like maybe when I picture myself going to homecoming with, you know, my girlfriend at the time, I, if I try to think back to that, I see the two of us together, but it's because I have a photo of the two of us together in our homecoming attire, you know? 
Or my mom does. I don't think I do. That'd be weird if I still had that. Like, hey, hon, you want to look at my old homecoming pictures? Um, <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I wondered if that had something to do with it. And again, it's way outside of what this movie's talking about. But um, we, we certainly don't have room in this bloated husk of a movie to try to shove <laughs> something that deep. Um, you know, we're too full of Paca and an un disclosed war and global warming and the heat of the day and just there's too much there's too much um yeah so uh yeah so you're right a lot of the memories evoke a a sense of sadness in this movie right Mm -hmm. yeah so do you want to talk a little bit about may and 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 where what we learn of her early on and kind of where that's going so it's kind of uh, hard to pick out like how much of the what parts of the movie were happening in the past and what parts of them are being relived through the memory machine. Right. But uh, May in the beginning seems like, you know, an okay person. And then we find out that she had been the whole thing with the keys was a ruse and that she had been trying to, you know, get some of these memories from him for a crooked cop and right. you know by, she's kind by uh cliff curtis is it or is it curtis cliff i don't know he's look. got two first names uh cliff curtis yeah two yeah. first names just like a serial killer <laughs> right um, right yeah <laughs> um what was I saying? <laughs> sorry, sorry, she, sorry. I didn't. I, I totally interrupt your train of thought. Um, oh, you're fine. She she was trying to get these these keys for this crooked cop. Yeah, yeah. The the she wanted the memories for the crooked cop, and the memories were Elsa's, I think. Mm-hmm. And she he basically was trying to cover up any evidence of the affair. Right, an affair between a land baron. Right, yeah. That's, that's the other thing we find out. Is that yeah, I forgot about the land baron thing. There are a bunch of rich people who live in a dry part of the city. With a, uh-huh. they have a. You have to cross a bridge over a huge chasm to get there to basically keep the waters out forever. Right. You know. Um, yes. And these land barons are like slum lords on speed, right? Like they're right. They're there are steroids, probably a better analogy. They're like they're like current day slum lords, but like to the nth degree. Um, you know, doing things that we've heard of slum lords doing before, like burning down properties for insurance money or to force the current residents out so they can build something nicer there, or you know. Mm-hmm. Um and we find out about this guy, uh what's his name? Sylvan, something Sylvan. Walter. Walter Sylvan. Yeah. Um, who runs a learning center for kids. Um <laughs> and, uh, he doesn't not in the movie but his last name is sylvan like the learning center <laughs> see i was i was thinking of like like fey and elvish things oh, okay yeah, yeah, when yeah, i yeah. saw sylvan yeah yeah um and we find out that he's the old pasty white ass in the in elsa's memories right right and so yeah this crooked cop who who may knows from her day's running with St. Joe, another character who lives in New Orleans and is a pocket dealer and has eels in a tank. Yep. And uh, again, he's a cool dude. 
<laughs> He's a cool dude, Saint Joe. Only, only cool dudes have eels. Yeah, I was like, I was like, it's so goddamn wet everywhere. I'm like, when they broke that tank, those eels probably just flopped out in the street and swam away. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, just a whole nother side plot of she used to be addicted to Paco when she knew him. May did. Yeah. And see, I thought it was Baca. Is it Baca? Maybe it's Baca. I think it might be Baca. But only because I was like, when I heard him say it, I was thinking of, um, I, th- I think it's spelled differently. Um, yeah, it is. It's Baca. So, okay. it, it, it is Baca, but it's spelled differently. I was th- I was thinking of the Japanese word Baca just from like watching anime or something, which means like stupid, you know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it does, it looks like boba. Like, it's just like these big tapioca curds. Yeah, yeah. That you swallow. They call them pearls at some point. Um, You know, and uh, yeah, I was like, it was just weird. But yeah, he was a drug dealer. She knew him. We find that out because they get called in on a special case to essentially try to dream dive a brain dead, not brain dead, but like on life support criminal Uh to try to, to try to implicate St. Joe in the cell of Baca. And they see may in one of the memories. Right. And then at the height of professionalism, Nick immediately is like, fuck all the other stuff. Go show me may show me may again. And I'm like, yeah, he is obsessed with may. Like, I get that he loved her and everything, and that she just, like, up and disappeared one day, but, like, They were obsessed. in a relationship for a few months, it said. Yeah, yeah. A few it was, months. It was like, yeah, it was like three months or something. Right. Yeah. That's like, that's like being willing to bang a stranger that the soul of your former lover has inhabited after 30 plus years, 50 years. Because you knew the guy for a week or so. Wonder Woman 84. Um, <laughs> equally as dumb. Yeah. Equally as dumb. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I get it. She looks like Rebecca Ferguson, but she's no Rose the Hat. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she sings. She sings a ridiculous song that his grandfather made up, oh, I think, or something. Yeah. That song was atrocious. It was awful. It was an awful song. It was just like, I kissed you, what, like in the ear, don't know when, don't know where, or something like, like something stupid like that. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. but it did make me laugh because every subsequent song that she would sing, at least one line would end in something where I could go, don't know when, don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just kept doing that. Um, that was coupled with the in the heat of the day comments. Um, yeah. But you see, the first time he hangs out with her, he takes her clippy earrings back that she left in the dreamatorium when she went in the pool or went in the mm-hmm. bathtub. And uh, I, I did make a comment to the, the wife and daughter because they start to uh, they start to engage in physical activity and he sits in a chair and she climbs on top of him. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I was like, chair sex. It's like, involves my two favorite things, sex and not moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
My wife just shook her head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we get into this whole thing. There's intrigue, sorta. I don't. There's not enough room. Uh, there's not enough room to breathe in the in the investigation story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why. Because this reminded me of like there are some old computer games, and they're point and click, and I don't even remember what they were called. Where you're like a private investigator, and mm-hmm. you're trying to find a missing woman. And, you know, it's one of those where, like, you get into a scene and you have to figure out, like, oh, there's a safe behind that photo. And so you have to click to move the photo. And then, oh, it requires a number input. So you have to go find a book. And you know what I mean? It's like one of those type of things. Uh-huh. And and I enjoyed those games a lot. But I think it's because there was, there was time to breathe. And this, it was, like, such quick jumps. Just going, like, oh, she, she knows St. Joe cut to Nick on a train to New Orleans to meet St. Joe. And they kept doing like a voiceover for that too. He was actually narrating the movie. Right, right. I didn't Um, like that. uh, Right, I didn't either. It was was strange. It felt out of place. It really did. And and the quick jumps coupled with how long it was and then once again coupled with the fact that most of these things we're seeing happening are actually in his memory while he's in the bathtub really I, I it, the movie really felt like it was all over the place to me yeah it was a little busy yeah yeah so um yeah so do you want to you, you want to go on with what we find out after the fact about may and and uh cyrus the crooked cop and everything else i mean you already kind of alluded to what happens but we see it play out yeah so how did oh wait he got those memories from the crooked cop didn't he yeah he did eventually yeah. like we but first he like chases the crooked cop and they fight in a in what my daughter was like was this, is this the set of that harry styles video because i guess there's a, a harry styles song where the video is him playing a piano in a room filling with water oh <laughs> like, weird. yeah and then when the, the is that watermelon sugar <laughs> <laughs> watermelon sugar hi watermelon sugar hi <laughs> shut up dude i'm like god if it if it if it's tasting like watermelon harry something's wrong you know like, that's not the natural taste that's cotton candy body spray brother <laughs> God damn. Uh, Harry Styles. He's dating Olivia Wilde now. Really? Yeah. Like, like I used to think that she was really attractive, but then she left Jason Sudeikis and hooked up with Harry Styles, and I'm like, fuck her. She does no taste. <laughs> She's slowly regressing, like slowly working her way down the food chain, because before Jason Sudeikis, she was married to a prince. Really? Yeah, not prince, but like a prince from another country. And I'm like, you're just regressing. Like you're you're working your way backwards in the evolution chart, there, hun. Because um, like, I mean, I love Jason Sudeikis. He's not a prince. Um, but then you go Harry Styles. I'm assuming Justin Bieber is next, and then maybe the guy that I saw at Seven Eleven yesterday. You know, like I, I'm assuming that she's just eventually working her way into obscurity. Through, <laughs> 
one dick at a time. <laughs> so anyway, Harry Styles. Um, yeah, so they have a fight in the water, and then that's when he he gets the cop and starts pouring through his memories, and we get more of the backstory of what we, you know, filling in the gaps of things we know. Uh-huh. So, uh, so what'd you think of all that? Like seeing all that and finding out her backstory and all this and what happened and. Well, so you find out that, um, she was really just trying to do all this to get the cop off of her back and to, you know, so that she could basically get out of it. Right. Um, and she fell in love with Nick just by happenstance. Right. And so. When it when it gets down to the actual deed that that uh, that uh, Booth has to pull to kill Elsa and her son, which is the Baron's bastard child, right, right. Um, she ends up trying to escape with the kid and make sure that he lives. Yes, and then you see, oh, she was a good guy after all. Right, right. And then we then, find out that Booth catches up with her, right? He catches up with her, yeah. After because, she dropped the kid. After she stashed the kid somewhere safe. Yeah, she stashed the kid somewhere safe, which Nick figures out where that is. Yeah, it's a um, house in the middle of the goddamn ocean. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds um, terrifying. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not that high over the water. It's like no. 10 feet up from the surface of a calm ocean. Yeah. And it's and it's like a it's a bungalow on wooden stilts. Mm-hmm. So translation, that kid's probably gonna die soon. Right. <laughs> right. With the with the old lady who at quick glance looked like it may have been Mac's mom from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he catches up with her. Booth catches up with her, right? Yep, and to keep him from figuring out where the kid has been stashed, uh, she takes a whole bunch of baka and then falls into, you know, I'm assuming the water. Yeah, there's water everywhere. I'm sure she hit something wet. And she dies. The end. (laughs) The end. end. So there's one... The end for her, anyway. That was one of the coolest scenes, I think, because... uh, um, the cop Curtis gives her uh, Cl- Cliff Curtis. What was the, what was his name? Cyrus. Cyrus so close Booth. to his real name. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus gives her Baca to try to get her high to to get the location of the kid, and she starts hallucinating and believes she's talking to Nick. Uh-huh. And that was one of the coolest scenes because their their dreamatorium they can watch memories in three D in this like beaded curtain ring. Uh huh. And so he steps into. While she's talking to Curtis, uh, Cyrus, God damn it! While she's talking to <laughs> Cyrus, she thinks she's interacting with Nick, and Nick actually steps into the into the beaded curtain area, so it, it's like he's interacting with her. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, yeah, it was neat. Yeah, because it was just like it was like almost providing closure for him. I say yeah. almost because we'll we'll talk here in a little bit about the ultimate outcome, but. And so, um, like, I took yeah. that as, like, she wasn't quite high yet, but she was she was doing this because she had, 
you know, the belief that Nick was going to get to the bottom of what happened. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's even better. I like that. Yeah. I think you're right, too, because, you know, she was a practice Baca user. So one one <laughs> right. one uh, pearl isn't going to, you know, <laughs> the only way to satisfy Rebecca Ferguson is to give her a whole bloody pearl necklace. Am I right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Rose the hat. Pearl necklace, a shimmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I like that idea. I think you're right there. I think I, I didn't think about that last night when I was watching it. I think you're right, though. I think she wasn't high. Cyrus just believed that she was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm with you. Okay, so she dies, and then what happens? Uh, let's see. So Nick gets all that information after the fact from Cyrus, who he has in the tub, and yep. then uh, vengefully makes him relive this awful uh, experience he had where he was burned alive and has, like, scars all over his body. Yeah, yeah. Has really bad burn prosthetics on his face. Yeah. Um, they're, they're bad, too. I mean... When he turns, you see the rubber stretching and stuff. It's like, oh, my really? daughter pointed that. that out to me. Yeah. During the piano room fight, he like turns his head and like the prosthetics are like wrinkling and stretching. And she's like, those are poorly done. <laughs> I was wow. like, you know, so I rewound it and watched it. And I was like, oh yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were okay for what they were. You know, that's, you're not relying on a whole movie based on those. So. Um, so yeah, he makes him relive. So so what's he do then? <laughs> he like dials the machine into like you know full blast and pretty much just leaves him there to suffer. Right, right. Which they said he said that if the voltage is he said really early in the movie it's yeah. like the it's Chekhov's dial. He said if I turn the <laughs> yeah. dial too high, it'll burn the memory into somebody's brain and they'll just relive that memory constantly. Right, right. Um. Yeah. So he does that. And then, uh, because he now knows that, that she's dead, that May is gone. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so then he goes to talk to his old partner, Tandy Newton. Right. Or Watts. Yeah. Watts. <laughs> Emily Watts Sanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and she's now working in like a, a clinic of some sort, which looked horrifying. Yeah. It looked horrifying because they, when he goes to see her, she's talking to two people standing over a pod, uh-huh. and she says, "We'll be able to keep him sedated in there for years, or something to that effect." And I was like, "That sounds like hell." Like, yeah, you basically like we'll put you, we'll put you into an induced coma, and you'll just lay in a pod forever. Uh huh. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so so he goes to her and confesses what he just did. Mhm. Yeah, cuz he knows that he committed a crime and he needs it he needs his confession to be pulled out of her memory and Right. Uh it's kind of convoluted. I don't know why he couldn't just turn himself in, but Yeah, I thought the same thing. But uh this is the part that I don't understand is like they put him in the machine or he puts himself into the machine and he acts like this is part of his punishment. 
Right. It's just to go and relive these old memories over and over again. Yep. But does he ever leave the machine, or are we supposed to believe that he's just been in there this whole time? I was wondering the same thing. Because when we catch up with them later, uh, Watts is gray-haired now Uh and old, and he's got a beard that's definitely not years of growth. Right. And is gray. And so I'm like, is she shaving him and, like, feeding him ham sandwiches occasionally? Or right, yeah. While he just lays there? like. What is, but, like, how does he, like, use the bathroom or anything? How does he have any of his normal bodily functions dude, without I bet shitting people, in bed? Yeah, people are shitting and pissing in that tub all the time. They've got yeah. to have some sort of evacuation thing. Because you got to imagine, like, the guy playing with his dog in the park. Like, mm-hmm. that, guy, that guy's pissing in the pool. You know he is. He's not taking Probably. those underwear off for that. Come on. You know, and he and he did wear his underwear. And so at first I was like, why did that guy have to strip down to his boxers and show us his gross war wounds? And um, and Rebecca Ferguson gets to wear an evening gown. But then she strips nude and climbs in. And then I'm like, well, wait, was the first guy supposed to be nude? Like, because when we saw him get in, he still had boxers on. Did he right. get in and then take them off? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. It's weird, man. But. I mean, just the logistics of it. Like, would you climb into a bathtub that even somebody in your own family had been in before you? Like, I would uh, With the same bath water? Yeah. I've had to do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're not, they're not emptying that tub between uses. There's no way. Between uses? There's no way they're cleaning that whole tub out thoroughly. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's stale bath water, man. You're just climbing in. God. Nasty. Yeah. And I mean, especially like somebody who's a baka addict. I mean, they, they've got to have, they, they're certainly not wiping properly. So there's going to be fecal residue <laughs> floating around in that water. You're getting in and you're going below your, above your ears. So your ears are just getting, you know, rose the hats, ash, ass scratch fever, just floating in and out of your ear canal. <laughs> like, ugh horrifying but yeah that wasn't a punishment he gets he gets to go into the tub even if he doesn't get to come out he goes in the tub and basically relives the happiest memory of his life forever yeah that's not a punishment no so he gets away scot-free so the moral of the story is that you fucking murder whoever you want you can just get away with it if you're hugh jackman (laughs) you're the greatest showman i'm sure he sang a song about exploiting circus freaks like he did in The Greatest Showman and they were Well that was about the only thing missing from this movie was a musical number. Yeah. Which you got Hugh Jackman. You gotta let the you gotta let the man stretch his pipes. Um although there was music a couple musical numbers. Rebecca Ferguson sang a couple times. That's true. And and she actually got to sing in this, not like The Greatest Showman, where they actually had somebody else sing her parts. Because she was in The Greatest Showman also. Was she? Yeah, this is like a this is like a who's who of people that used to work together movie, because she was also if you remember Cliff Curtis, also was in Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah, you know he played uh, uh what was it? He was Johnny the Johnny the guy or something. Johnny the guy, that's it. Yeah, I remember them. Johnny Johnny the guy. Um. <laughs> No, what, who was he in, in Dr. Sleep? I, let me see. I looked it up. He was Billy Freeman in Dr. Sleep. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. 
So him and Rebecca Ferguson were together in that. Tandy Newton and and uh, Elsa Carneen or Carine or whatever were both in Westworld. Like, well, that was her. How was her character's name? Her name's Angela. Yeah, Angela Lansbury. Sarah no. Finn or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember her actually. Angela and Tandy were in Westworld together. You got Hugh and Rebecca and the Greatest Show. Like these people all have worked together, and they were just like, "Hey, you guys want a quick payday? Let's make a shitty movie." <laughs> so I don't know, man. I didn't. I, I I know it's hard to tell. I didn't really like this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Uh, oh man so i don't know what what did you think about it like fi- final verdict unless you got do you have anything else you want to talk about no no i think that does it for this film okay okay so final verdict uh yeah i don't know man it was depressing more than anything it wasn't especially good i gave it a one out of five okay okay which is weird because to hear you talk it feels like you really enjoyed it I enjoyed aspects of it. Okay. But, like, the thing was is that, like, it was, to me, it was so depressing that, like, I didn't feel like I had a lot to say about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, qu- quick question for you. Sure. How do you pronounce the name of the, of the story that he tells her? Because at one point we see May go, tell me a happy story. And he says, again, he throws out one of these eight dollar one-liners like no stories are happy um a spe- no or she says tell me a story he says what kind one with a happy ending he said no stories have happy endings mm-hmm. especially happy stories don't have happy endings and so she mm-hmm. he starts to tell her the story of um orpheus and how do you pronounce that other name eurydice maybe yeah like i've always pronounced it like either that or like eurydice I feel like when he said it, it had 14 syllables in it. <laughs> I was like, is he just spelling it? Like, I don't understand. Like, he was like, Iridugadichi. And I was like, what? Because my daughter even was like, what story is he telling her? And I was like, and then he said it again. And my daughter goes, so she said, tell me a happy story and then stop in the middle. And my daughter goes, that's what you went with? <laughs> Because my daughter loves <laughs> mythology. And so she was like, that's the story you went with? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia says it's Eurydice. Yeah, Eurydice. I swear when he said it, it had so many more syllables than that. Yeah, Look, you know, like, I think you're right. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I was like, is that the Australian pronunciation? I'm pretty <laughs> sure they speak English. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, I did find it was kind of funny. I was reading some things and like that story is about, you know, um, you know, Hades instructs them to not look back as they leave and blah, blah, blah. And this movie is all about him looking back the whole time. And, you know, Uh yeah, I was like, okay, I see what you did there. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was just, uh, weird. Uh, yeah, so one out of five. That's kind of where I fell on this. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the fountain. If you want to watch a truly wretched uh, Hugh Jackman movie, I hated that movie with a passion. <laughs> um, we, a guy that we used to work with. I don't know if he still works with you, but or not. We'll have to talk off air. But um, uh, there's a guy I used to work with that I became buddies with, and he was like, "That movie is amazing," and I was like, "You're high." 
Like, <laughs> the Fountain is the dumbest movie ever conceived. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I don't I, think I, I've ever seen it. Oh, you're not missing anything. <laughs> I thought it was awful. Um, yeah, so... Um, I don't know, man. Th- this is a brand new flick, so there's not a ton of, like, trivia on it, you know? Um, there there are a couple f- uh, weird things, like, uh, you know, um, let's see. What was something else I found? Uh, so, so, Lisa Joy, who I believe is, like, the director... Let me, let me see if that's right. Uh, the writer and director of this, right? So Lisa Joy is actually the sister-in-law of Christopher Nolan, who made Inception. Huh. And it's funny, uh, Hugh Jackman was also in The Prestige, which was directed by Christopher Nolan and co-written by his brother and Lisa Joy's husband, Jonathan Nolan. Okay. So again, it's just everybody's tied into everybody. Yeah. This, right. Um, uh, even the composer, the composer in this, he had previously collaborated with Lisa Joy Nolan on Westworld. She also had a hand in that. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all right, we 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 get it. Y'all know each other. And you're making a movie. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know the other um, the other trivia that they list, which I don't really completely get is that when may is in the tank we see her recalling a past memory in which she's in a small boat in her memory the prow of the boat hits the ring of the recall machine and it says that's obviously a real boat in a real circular pool and i was like is that trivia like is that i mean i guess it's trivia because it's a little bit of behind the curtain of how it was made but it just felt weird to me. The other thing that I found weird, and this happens a couple times throughout, is that you you can look at people's memories to see things that they weren't present for. Right. Which I found weird. And, and they kind of try to explain away, like, oh, it's in the peripheral, and even though you're not consciously aware of it, you still realize it's going on. But, like, Watts, when they look at Watts's memory of when her and May are hanging out, drinking, and talking about being Baca at being a Baca addict and and Nick and how um, handsome of a man Hugh Jackman is like <laughs> she leaves to go I don't know cry in the bathroom or something and while she's gone May breaks into the vault and that that's how they figure out because the door was slightly ajar or something like that right and like all that I was like what like I don't what so I don't know, man. Um, let me see. Uh, really quickly, and I'll try to do this incredibly quickly. I talk about I talked about how this is just a series of one-liners trying to be strung together like dialogue. Okay. So I mentioned the no no such thing as a happy ending. All endings are sad, especially if the story was happy. Um, let's see. And I'm going to skip around because I memories are like perfume, better in small doses. Um, nostalgia never goes out of style. These feel like things that I would write in a high school yearbook to somebody. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, let's see. People love their secrets. They think secrets are the one thing they can take with them when they go. 
<laughs> missing people is part of this world. Without the sadness, you can't taste the sweet. Let's see. Uh, the problem with going dry is the mind is clear, but the hands, they shake. Your best moments aren't behind you. They're waiting on for your arrival. Don't say always. Always makes promises it can't keep. People like us don't fall in love. We plummet to places deep and dark. But love, love is the thing we climb to. Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if, if a third of those was in one movie, I'd be like, that's probably pushing it. <laughs> These were all in the same movie. It, it, nobody talks that way. Right. You know, it made the characters feel non-realistic to me. Yeah, I can't disagree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, they're so, all cheesy one-liners. They are. They really are. I mean, I get it. It's it's art, you know. And 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 I mean, we sort of built a podcast on shitting on other people's art, but um, <laughs> but man, I did. I really didn't care for this. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I don't think know that I got anything else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we ended on kind of a blah. And so that'll be my closing line is, uh, to quote Nick Bannister, what other ending could there be? <laughs> <laughs> right on. So uh, anything you want to leave the listeners with? No, it was an all right movie. Right on. Yeah. yeah. It was all right. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> later. Reading the Nerd was recorded and produced by Zach Boyd and Tim Witham in Dayton, Ohio. If you liked our show, subscribe, rate, share, and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms. For questions, comments, or ideas, drop us an email at gradingthenerdpodcast at gmail.com. As always, Anchor members can send us a voicemail. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find all of his credits and links in our show notes. Come back for more, and we'll see you next time on Grading the Nerd.